This week's episode of Life Planning 101 originally aired in 2018. Please enjoy. Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. And welcome into Life Planning 101 on KTX KWI. Terry Slavin's with you. Angela Robinson, as always, with us. Good morning, Angela. Good Monday morning. We have a fun show today. You know, we're going to talk about how much a million dollars is really worth. You know, a lot of people say, that sounds like a lot of money. Some people say, that's not a lot of money. Well, how much is it? What does it actually mean? You know, you used to think if you had a million dollars and you could get 8% return on it, that's $80,000 a year, you're set. Yeah. But not anymore. Yeah, that would have been the 80s. Yeah. So <laughs> that would have been. The good old days. Yeah, when you could have your principal kept intact with That's that 8%. Exactly. So, you know, things have changed a lot and they're ever changing. Our environment's changing. And, you know, what does it look like in the future? What does it look like for millennials? What does it look like for that uh, Generation X, you know, that's in their 40s and 50s? And their the retirement's not too far out, you know, and they've got to start thinking about it, as, especially as we come in nesters that's really when time you know people buckle down and then what does it mean for someone that is a baby boomer looking to retire in the next few years or looking to retire in the next 10 or retired now you know so what does this mean how much is it really worth how do you get there and then how do you really know if for your situation you know we talk about that on the show all the time and I've met so many Dave Ramsey followers. It's unbelievable. I guess it's just because of the profession that I'm in that people immediately come up to me and tell me about their Dave Ramsey following that they do. And Dave Ramsey puts out some incredible information, but it is very cookie cutter information. And if you live and die by cookie cutter information, no matter if it's Dave Ramsey or Susie Orman or whoever it is, it doesn't matter then you are going to live and die by that information, meaning that it doesn't always make sense for a a unique situation. Um, You know, and you just, I I give this example all the time. If you look at you and your neighbor, y'all may live in the same neighborhood. You may drive the same type of cars. You may have the same value in your homes. You may have similar careers making the same exact amount of money. But does that mean that what applies to you applies to your neighbor? Absolutely not. No, it doesn't. Because could your family dynamics be different? Could your health be different? Could your potential cash flow in the future be different? Is your uh, tolerance for risk and markets and volatility different? You know, all those things come into factors. And honestly, we've never met two families that are exactly alike. We have some that are alike, but not exactly alike. And um, a good example of this is we're working with this family where actually we have the pleasure of working with all of the children of mom and dad and we're doing this simultaneously because it's kind of a legacy planning estate planning tax planning thing and we set out and did different retirement plans and we used a very similar tool with two of them but not exactly the same well they got to talking and they got to figuring out well mine's not like that i could have swore they said that it was supposed to be this way and the other said well that's not what they told me you know and so here they are thinking they have the exact same plan because they're siblings 
when that wasn't the case at all. Their family dynamics are so different that it was impossible to do the same plan for both of them. You know, so when you came full circle, like, oh, they get it, right? But a lot of people don't realize that. They don't realize how intricate your planning needs to be to fit your situation for your future. So how much is that million dollars really worth to you? That's the question, right? And, well, I should say the million-dollar question, right? (laughs) No pun intended. So it sounds like a lot, and it is, but it isn't, right? So when we come back, let's find out what it means. Segment two already, Angela. We're flying through this on this Monday morning. Yes. How much is a million dollars, right? And, you know, I think a lot of us, uh, when we retire sell our ranch or our business or whatever it is and we see that lump sum of cash come in whether it's a million whether it's 10 million whatever it is that's an exciting time in life who could deny that when you finally get a seven-figure check right i mean that's an exciting thing however it's extremely important to put that excitement into a reality check really quick And here's what I mean by that. You know, so many people um, that we watch, especially business owners, and I don't mean to pick on business owners, but they're the world's worst. A retiree usually has a 401k, right? And so if it's got a million bucks in it, they roll it over to an IRA. So they're really not going to be spending much of that because of the tax implications involved, right? right? But a business owner really gets a seven-figure check in their hands. And then all of a sudden, because they are entrepreneurial minded, they have all these ideas or all these things that they've been wanting to do for years, right? And so they want to put that money to work or even just a small chunk of that money to work. Their eyes get big, so to speak. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's it's all bad or that that's not uh, due or that they can't do it. But what we see a lot of times is they get the cart before the horse and they don't really know what they do have available, you know, to be able to spend. And what I mean by that is so you think about you have um, say you've got, you know, a million dollars coming out of your business and you're going to need X percent or X amount of dollars to live on every year. Okay, well, they may know what they need to live on every year, but they don't understand what that million dollars can really produce for them. And so they go ahead and spend 300000 of it on X, Y, and Z. Right. And all of it was justified expenses, things that they, they didn't see in outlandish. They just wanted to remodel their home, or maybe they just wanted to put in that barn, or, you know, this is the last set of vehicles that we're going to get. I get that a lot, right? <laughs> this is the last set of vehicles that we're going to get. And by the way, they cost us eighty grand. okay, between the two of them. Yeah, that's nothing. We know that, right? Nothing. <laughs> it's nothing, right? So, you know, those things happen, and then you have all of a sudden half the money that you once had, or 70% of the money that you once had. So what does that actually mean? So I thought I'd give you a scenario. These new money emotions, as I call them, because in reality, you know, as a business owner, you've been a slave to your business for X number of years, and all of a sudden you have new money. You have cash. Okay, so how do you handle those? And so what what does it mean? So let's say you wanted to take $100,000 cash and do something with it at that time. Well, what if I told you that that would really cost you over $300,000 in your retirement, spending that $100,000 up front? Make me double think what I'm going to do then. (laughs) Make you think about it. Because triple of what you're actually spending. Exactly. Exactly. And that is a conservative estimate of what it would cost you. Okay. Just to kind of give you an idea of where we came up with that, that assumes that you went back to the 8% growth rate. 
you're only taking out 4% a year, and it's only 30 years of retirement. Okay, so if you retire at 65 and you live to 95, you're good, right? right? But what if you live to 100? What if you retire at 55 and you have 40 years in retirement? What, do, what does all this mean, those numbers mean? You know, So that 300,000 is a very conservative estimate by that means, but that's what it is because that's the amount of income that it would produce you over your retirement is 300,000. 100,000 would produce you 300,000 of income. Think about that. Over 30 years. Over 30 years. Is that, not incra- is that not crazy to think about that? It's wild. It is wild to think about. So, And by the way, at the end of that 30 years, there's still money left off that 100000 And spend it all. Yeah, and spend it all, right? So there's something there for someone else, whether it be your spouse or your kids or, or whatever else. And I run into very few people that actually say, I don't care about my kids. I want them to get nothing. In fact, one of the biggest battles that we have these days is that we have to explain to them, take care of yourself first. <laughs> take care of yourself first. Take care of yourself first, right? Yeah. The, the, <laughs> I have this conversation quite regularly with uh, my mother. The days of growing your estate are over. Mm-hmm. But she wants yes. to keep it intact or grow it. Or grow it, yes. And a lot of people do. It's very important to them. And um, we met with a couple a few weeks ago that... They almost had a knockdown, drag out fight in the office because one of them said, well, the kids can make it on their own, but I have these causes that are very important to me. And then the other one said, but no, and get, you know, I want the kids to have some. I want each of them to get a million bucks. That was important to them. So, but what about them? Are they going to be okay? Do they know if they're going to be okay, right? And so if you, you have to draw a line in the sand, and we, you know, we talk about that life planning pyramid all the time. Are we okay is at the very bottom. Then is my family okay? Then is my community okay? And of course, you can build a plan a lot of times to be able to accomplish all of it, but it has to be planned out. If you just do it on a whim, then it's just like that hundred grand. 300 grand all of a sudden is gone. 300 grand plus. So your job is to show this couple how have their cake he and can take too. care of their, their <laughs> causes and she can do, get the million dollars for each one of the kids. That's exactly right. And take care of them. And take care of them. And that's pretty much first, you know. First, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we always take it. And we think about money a little bit differently, I think, from most professionals. You know, most professionals think about it for what it is. We think about it for what it is for. So we try to put it in buckets. We say, okay, this is your lifestyle bucket. This is for you. Let's stuff and overstuff this bucket so that you can enjoy living life on purpose and do the things that are most important to you and not have to worry about anything, right? right? We want plenty of money in that bucket. Then we have this next bucket that's the contingency bucket, and that's kind of like the backup plan. So if they, something happened in that lifestyle bucket or a health event happened or a death happened or whatever, we've got this backup bucket to be able to go Something to. Something you don't plan for. You right? don't plan for, right? And it can always be shifted to the later bucket if you, you never, or, you know, if your legacy bucket. But if you need it, it's there, right? right? And then, and then only then, if there's $1 left over for someone or for something else or a million dollars or $10 million, whatever that number is, that's that legacy bucket. And we try to maximize that bucket as much as possible. Because, if, again, just like that couple, they wanted to see that maximized. So a lot of times you can have your cake and eat it too with that bucket. Sure. And it's great. So, you know, thinking about what money is for then rather than what it is, just like in this case, $100,000 cash is $100,000 cash, or is it? Is it really worth $300,000 of lifestyle? Does that make sense? Yes. So it's, it's totally different way of thinking 
but it's real. And we need to come to grips with that, you know, when you have that big chunk of money come into your pocket. And so I want to help you psychologically think about this because I think what happens is they get, we're tired, we're worn out, we sell a business, we sell a ranch, and we're like, oh, I'm done, you know, and I want to play, I want to enjoy. And I've watched family members do this. I mean, everybody has this, and they come from hard backgrounds and hard labor and no wealth and no money. And and then you watch them go to spending this money, and you're like, ooh. <laughs> it gives me a heart attack. I'm losing sleep overnight, right? And and I think the reason why is because we forget how hard it was to earn that money, right? So what does it take to get a million bucks in today's world? So if you were 30 years old again today, just imagine when you were 30. Right. Were things easy financially when you were 30? No. No, they weren't. You probably had a family, wife. Money was hard to come by, right? Sure. And then you have your kid walking in every day saying, Mommy, why can't we have an Xbox for Christmas? Well, baby, we don't have the money to have an Xbox. You want one, go work for it, right? These are the conversations. Unfortunately, the kid <laughs> comes in and asks that, and then the fa- the parents figure out a way to make it happen, ah, and yes. they didn't need to make yes, it happen. Yes, exactly, exactly. We, I mean, we flat out, this is a conversation, reading I bring that one up, going on in our household as we speak. And so my son earned $7 this weekend, and so he's working for his Xbox, said, you're not getting it for Christmas. If you want it, you're going to work for it. And that's, you know, bottom line. Because they are expensive. Holy smokes. These (laughs) toys are ridiculous. Anyways, so um, 30 years old again today. And you save more than 430 bucks a month. A little more than 430 bucks a month. At 65, that'll give you a million bucks. How hard would 430 bucks a month be to come up with as a 30-year-old raising kids with a family? Be tough. It's going to be tough, right? So you did that. Think of that. If you're that millionaire today, you did that in one sense or another, whether you were sinking money back into your business, whether you were putting it back into your 401k, sacrificing it because of your farm and ranch and having to go further in debt, you did that. And it took you that much effort and that, that pat yourself on the back, right? That was a lot of hard work that you did. So don't forget where that seven-figure check came from. Because the fruits of that young person's labor are the only fruits that are going to take care of you from this point forward. When we come back right here on Life Planning 101, how much is a million dollars worth? Final segment, Life Planning 101. How much is a million dollars, Angel? How much is a million dollars? You brought up a great point during the break about um, you know entrepreneurs. And when they see that, an entrepreneur says, ooh, investment, Right. But now they're 55, 60, 65, 70 years old. Do they have the energy that they once had? No. Right. They've got 15 to 20 to 25 years of go-go years in them. What is their wife asking them to do? Go-go. Go-go. (laughs) Go-go trip. Go-go grandkids. (laughs) Go-go anything that they can get them to go-go, right? So, you know, is reinvestment into another business the best option? May or may not be, but I think you really have to ask yourself, you know, is it worth the risk? Are you at a place in life that you need to just start protecting what you've built and enjoying the fruits of those labor, right? We yes. just we just got through talking about, you know, how long it took you to do that and how painful it was, right? But somehow we forget that the moment that we see that big check come in. So, you know, I think one of the things I, I read this quote and I thought, wow, I don't I think God just put this in fr- quote in front of me for this show. If time is money, how much is a lifetime? 
if time is money, how much is a lifetime? Unknown. Unknown. And when you get that big payoff, today is the first day of the rest of your life. So if time is money, how much is that worth? How much do you need? How much is it going to provide for you? And how long? Is it enough? Is it enough for everything you're going to face? Retirement, you know, those go-go years. We just talked about where the wife's wanting you to go, right? The slow-go years. And then those no-go years when health care becomes a big issue and a big expense in your life. And a lot of people say, well, I'll spend less and less through retirement. No, you won't. No, you won't. I'm sorry. 1989, okay, is when we started as a planning firm, and we still have clients from the 90s. We do not have a 1989 client. They're all gone, but from the 90s. And those clients spend more out of their portfolios than our other clients do. Why? Healthcare. Right. Okay, it is a huge expense. Do you think that they want to be in a facility? No. No, they want to be at home. And guess what? You got to be careful with those insurance plans too and make sure that they take care of you because those old plans weren't written that way to be able to be at home. And a lot of new plans are restricting. Why are they restricting? Because they want to find the cheapest route for them. Sure. And that way that they don't have to pay you, right? So be very, very careful with that. You know, but here's the deal is, you know, is that million dollars or whatever it is enough enough for you to be able to do all that? Enough for widowhood. You know, a lot of people forget about that. They forget they uh, during all these working years, they've kept a life insurance policy. Um, and a lot of times we forget in retirement. And that's the first thing I see people say, well, can I get rid of this life insurance policy that I've kept? Sometimes the answer is yes. A lot of times the answer is no because of widowhood risk. In retirement, it's a higher risk than it was during your empty nest years, if you really think about it. Because during your empty nest years, the survivor could go back to work. They didn't have children in the home, right? Right. During retirement, oftentimes that is not an option. You're going to lose Social Security. I see so many people check the wrong box with pensions and they disinherit their spouses off of that. We have one client, we met with them the week after they signed the paperwork and it was already processed. That first check was already processed. Made me sick. One spouse was getting $7,500 a month and if she falls over dead, the spouse gets nothing. Mm. Okay, nothing. And this happens all the time. So, you know, before you spend a penny of that seven figure check, make sure that you know that you have enough. Right. And I think, you know, going back is how much how much is it really worth? And and you said something beginning of the show about during the 80s. And you're right. You could go invest in a CD that was principal protected and producing over 8% a year, right? And you'd get to live off of the interest. So can you do that today? Well, if you possibly conceive that I'm going to retire and be able to get an 8% income off of my investments, no matter where they're at, someone just needs to really help you get back into reality check, okay? Because even if you do self-investment real estate, I I watch guys all the time. We have tons of clients that have um, real estate and they they bank on it. When you factor in all the taxes, all the expenses, all the insurance, their net return on that real estate is somewhere between three and four percent. Right. Okay. Now, and you you know what? There's another component to real estate that helps them growth. Right. Right? Inflation. So you need to treat any investment the same way. You take three to four percent of that income 
and then there's a component for growth. You know why that component for growth is so important? Think about today. You're 65 years old. Now we're sitting here 10 years from today. Is your grocery bill higher than it was today? Absolutely. So if you started out with $80,000 a year to live on today, and you only had $80,000 a year to live on in 10 years. Do you really have $80,000 to live on? Is it enough? No. No, it's not. So you've got to have that growth component out there, right? That's where real estate people do get it right. Sometimes we see them get it wrong because they take more than the 3 to 4% income that they should be taking, and they're actually draining that principle. They're draining the growth because it truly is more of an income vehicle, not doesn't have any growth potential, right? So your investments work no differently. So for some people, and this is all based on risk, um, for most people, a million dollars is going to produce forty grand a year of income. Most people. Right. All right? But that's if it's done right, invested right. For some, it's only 20000 a year. Think about that. For others, it may produce sixty or seventy thousand. How? There's a good question, right? It can Risk. be done, and you're exactly right. And the thing behind that is there is additional risks of running out of money, having less when you're older, or when your spouse needs it later, when you're not here, or not keeping up with the cost of living, just like we talked about, disinheriting your children or your grandchildren. What factors play in? What do you need, right? And it goes back to that big pyramid of what do we need? Are we okay, right? We got to create that foundation. Yeah, the base is most important. You got to. You got to. And you got to know that before you spend a dime of it, right? Because if you spend a dime, it's just like, the oh, it's only $100,000. I got I got $3 million. It's only $100,000. It's worth over $300,000 of income to you. Right. Was that worth it, right? And so, you know, and there's guarantees, non-guarantees. How do you look at all that? What does it mean for you? And you have to, you have to determine all these things. So, you know, I think it goes back to a question that dad says all the time. He says, today is the first day of the rest of your life. How long is that going to be? Unknown. Unknown. We don't know. So how long is that windfall going to last? And that reality will eventually set in, I promise you. But it's going to be your choice of whether it is a gratifying reality or a harsh one. You know, I will leave you with this. Jennifer E. Smith said, don't screw it up for yourself. It's going to happen. At least let the universe do it for you. So, <laughs> so make sure that you're getting help and you know exactly what you can do. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services right here in Eastland, Texas. God bless everyone. Have a great weekend. Go Cowboys. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC. Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.